This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I'm employed by the Yeshiva of Greater Washington, but I feel a special kinship with everybody in the city. Um, maybe I'm chauvinistic, but I think we have a very special community in its, in its full sense of the word. The people here are... The people in town are very special, and uh, a chavur like this and a chavur like this coming together, you know, in, 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 a, in, in with such a ruchnis that I mentioned, and such pleasantness, is special, and uh, I, I feel very uplifted by it. Um, most of you are now phasing into your American phase, or you've started already, or you're just about to. Um, the yeshiva is there for you whenever you want it whenever you can get something out of it, whether it's coming for a seder at some point, coming in Shabbos, personal kesha, whatever it is, the, the yeshiva is not... It, it, Jewish, it, real, real Torah institutions are not defined by a student body and registration and so on. It's defined by people who tap into it. Torah is called Eitz Chaimim Lachzikimba, the tree of life. And uh, I welcome everybody, and uh, I, I look forward to, to deepening my kesha with each and every one of you. Just a, a, a point from this week's com- upcoming sedra. Parshas Chukas, um, on some level, is very technical. Um, Hilchas Paraduma is kind of very technical. But it also opens into two broad areas that are so fundamental to life and religion. And they, they, um, they don't seem to have an overlap. Paraduma deals with the tumor of death. Death is something to us that's an incredible event. We wrestle with the concept of tumor inherent in it, and we wrestle with the idea that if there is tumor, where's the tara? What exactly is this process? Um, maybe we'll never understand on a technical term, but what exactly is happening in the paraduma and, and so on associated with death? Uh, uh, the whole thing is a mystery. Paraduma itself is seen as the paradigm of a part of Torah that's called Chok, which is translated roughly, uh, badly I would say, incorrectly, as mitzvahs without a reason, a little bit better as mitzvahs with a reason we don't understand, and that's that. If mitzvahs are supposed to make us better people, well, if the mitzvah has no reason, then how could it make us a better person? <coughs> and if a mitzvah has a reason we don't understand, so maybe by some subconscious way it'll have some effect, but wouldn't it be a lot better if we could understand it? That's really something that it, and, and so much of Torah is a chok. Some are much more of a chok, some less of a chok, but still, it's, it's a chok. So, I'd like to use the explanation that Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar gives, one of his two explanations of what a chok is, and, and get some sense of this whole part of Torah, which really, quote-unquote, does not make sense to us. And, and I, without quote-unquote, does not make sense. And we're going to try to get a little bit of a feel for that. He says the word chok, it's, it's engraving, it's sort of like a painting. That's more or less, it's a seer, 
he uses those terms. Um, it's like a painting, like a drawing, and then the word chok will sort of fit into that, like when you chisel out an image or a statue and so on. That's more or less the gist of what he says in one of his tupshatim. So I'd like to try to understand um, a little bit about what that means. When we say something doesn't make sense, what exactly does it mean? So if I tell you there's a cow that flies somewhere, we would say impossible. Um, Now, I say why? So yes, there may be somebody here who's doing engineering, maybe a mayor is holding ready right there, can tell you aerodynamically why cows cannot fly, no matter how much they'll kick, they're not going to fly. But for most of us, it's because we've never, ever, ever seen anything even remote to that. We've never seen or heard or anything. It's something that is excluded from our experience in any sense of the word. So a person's sense of what's right and what's wrong. A person goes to a magic show and he sees a guy cut the lady in half. He knows it didn't happen, but he sees it. Seeing is believing. But since it is in contrast to anything that he's ever experienced or heard about, he is not going to believe his eyes. We grow up at a, up to a certain age with ideas that are become our fundamental building blocks of what reality is. So let's give a marshal. Imagine somebody is um, posted to, let's pick some country that's really backwards, Mali. I, I've never been there, I must admit, I'm not, not such a world traveler, but Mali sounds right. And he's the American ambassador to Mali. Um, if Trump knows where it is and he knows where he can point it, you know, if he knows where he can find the country with the ambassador, somebody's ambassador in Mali. And his kid is growing up in Mali. And the father doesn't plan to spend the rest of his life there. And, he, and he'd like to bring his kid back home to America at some point. But he doesn't want the kid to start learning how to be American at the age of 10 or whatever it is. So he has a tutor or he does homeschooling and, he's, you know, and he teaches them how to eat with a fork and a knife, and how to dress American, and, and manners American, and whatever, whatever it is he gives them. And the kid is a bright kid, and he's very irritated. So this is absolute nonsense. Look around. Tell me, is there one person that you've met here that, that, that eats like that? Everybody eats with their hands. Everybody walks barefoot. Everybody spits. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you, like, this is crazy. This is some sort of, you know nonsense that you made up and what, what um, the kid doesn't realize is that Mali is a particular bubble it's a circle and there's a, a world outside of it and what the father is doing is he's introducing um, mores and a culture that is alien to where, to where they are at now but are really his native culture and when he comes back to America, that's that's what he's gonna you know he's gonna fit into. So when it, we we grow up with a certain sense of things as they are, and it has to do with the experiences we have, what we hear from people, and so on, and that's natural, it's normal. But and the, and it, it, then someone comes along with something alien, 
um, it's, it's hard. I'm, I'm going to have to either take his word for it or, or reject it, one or the other. <coughs> we are physical people, and the only thing that makes us um, tick are physical realities. And therefore, the pleasures we've gotten used to, the pain we've gotten used to, the ideas, the, 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 what's, what, what, everything about our experiences sums up the world to us. If that were the case, we would be condemned to be citizens of Mali forever, because that's what the world is. The world is a bubble. It's, it's, it's a, a sub-sub-sub-section of ultimate reality. Um, it's the reality we live with, and we have to live within that reality. But, but that's all it is. And there's a world beyond this world, which is much bigger. And that world has very different... Um, axioms, very different understandings, right, of a race. From there to here, so an American could sit and study Mali as an anthropological specimen. But when you're Mali, you can't understand why in America people act so strange or so different. So, Akadosh Baruch Hu gave us mitzvahs that come in, in a set. Some mitzvahs are effective within the world as such not harming and hurting somebody, helping somebody, um, controlling my temper, etc., etc., etc. Those mitzvahs make sense within this world. Those mitzvahs are meant to be part and parcel of the here and the now. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to have a feel for a much bigger world, because that's where we're going to. And we need to be able to have that sense of it, or else it's like the poor Mali kid at the age of 10 gets brought to America, and, and it's alien to him, and, 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 and it's strange to him, and he's unhappy, because he's not part of that. Olam Haba is not a place where we go and all of a sudden everything is great. It's a state of being. It's a state of mind. It's a, it's a state of presence. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch introduces all sorts of mitzvahs to us that don't really make sense within this world. You're right. They don't address anything in the context of this world. They address another world. If we understand it like that, at least we understand what we're doing. There's an extraordinary medrash about Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, Moshe Rabbeinu asks Baruch Hu, what's the point of making the Mishkan? A Mishkan can't hold you. And Kodesh Baruch Hu said a very cryptic sentence. He said, I make things, and you wield your paintbrush. In other words, the Mishkan is a painting. It's, it's, it's a resemblance to, to ideas that are not part of this world, that are beyond this world. But by bringing it into our conscience, uh, our conscious in, in this world, we begin to get a feel for it. We begin to be able to relate to it. I think that's the reason why this is a kapara for Misa. This is why this, the, the tumor of Misa is, from our standpoint, death is the end. You know, we comfort ourselves, yeah, there's a world afterwards and so on, but it's, it's like, you know, when you comfort somebody who's going to retire, when somebody, somebody was let go of his firm because he's told that he's going to retire, somebody's going to have a golden life, it's, it's, it's a euphemism. Nobody looks forward to Olam Haba. We, 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 if, if there's no, you know, if, if there's no recourse, then we say, okay, I guess we're going to get Olam Haba. We're part of this world. That's where we want to be, that's who we are, and everything. And that's why death is tumor. It's something that is evil, it, 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 it's, it, our existence ceases. 
person who's gotten a feel there's a much bigger world than where we are. There's a much bigger existence than that. That's tapping into those mitzvahs send us a message and give us the sense there's something beyond. Yes, in this world and our set of experiences, it's a bit bizarre, it's strange, it's counterintuitive. But that's because this world is a very, very local uh, setting. It's not reality in, with, a, with a capital R. Doing those mitzvahs, and that's why those mitzvahs that we don't understand, they're a window to somewhere else. It's just like, take a look at science. When I was growing up, physics made the most sense. You, you, you know, everything that you learned in physics, except for the equations that were boring, but everything else made a lot of sense. It's kind of, you know, this pushes, this pulls. You can't push more than you pull. Everything made sense. Today, physics, uh, quantum physics, and that type of physics, nothing makes sense. And the answer is, okay, if you want to stay in the macro world, you're right, that's fine. If, you, if, if you're not willing to let your mind open up to a reality that's not part of your world, then fine, then you're stuck at the, at, at the mechanical level. But if you're willing to open up your mind to things that you really can't relate to as, as a this world person, there's a very big world out there. This is a physical world. But here we have a real life marshal that there's something like that. This is the um, so 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 this parashat really contains an extraordinary fundamental um, yesod of, of Yiddishkeit. The understanding that Yiddishkeit at its at its low, lowest level, so to speak, in in it gives meaning to life within the context of this world, and it leads us to a sense of a world beyond our world. Maybe not something that we could put our fingers around, our hands around it and sort of touch it, but a sense of it. And when we have a sense of it, then a transition to another existence, death doesn't bring us to an end. Death brings us to a much bigger existence. I'll finish with a word I once uh, I saw. There was, there was one of the great Gera Mashpiyim, was a yid called Gadel Eisner. He survived the war, terrible, he lost his wife, his daughter, and so on. Survived the war, and he was instrumental in rebuilding Ger and, 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 and its, its um, particular ideologies, philosophies, etc. And he once said, Pshat in the Pasik, it says, You are children to Akadish Baruch Baruchu, and therefore, when, when somebody dies, you can't cut yourself up. The Goyim used to cut themselves up, and you can't do that. The Pashto of Pshat and the Pasik is because you have to look regal. You're children of Hashem, you have to look the part. You can't look ripped up and, and red, so on and so forth. That's the Pashto of Pshat and the Pashto of Yisra Pasik. He said, a different, with a different twist, very much fitting the, the, the certain way of looking. He said, You're children, Takarish Baruch so is it such a tragedy if a child comes home to visit his father? In other words, the Tzor of implies a grief that is unbearable. It, it's a catastrophe that is beyond words and it's nothing. He said, but you're a child coming home. You're not somebody losing existence. It's, it's going back to Yishorosh um, Yomakar. Misa is something that we wrestle with because we've described our existence as here and now. 
as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we, especially when we keep those mitzvahs um, and we understand what those mitzvahs are about, they give us a certain sense that we have a much bigger picture of the world. And, 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 and we have a certain chaya olo natavisachena. Katrov gave us an eternal life now. If we can tap into a sense of a bigger world than, than exists of here and now, we, we, we are now living eternally. Any, I think, any people would like to talk, raise questions, ask, whatever it is, I think that was part of the, what was told to be. Uh. Yes, you'll see. A question. Sure. Um, my family was talking about earlier today about, like, you know, Zionism, I think there was a speaker somewhere oh, in the no. community 